Hi, I'm James Verdier, and welcome to the American Institute of Biological Sciences Bioscience Talks, which is a forum for integrating the life sciences. For today's episode, we jump right back to last spring's joint meeting of ichthyologists and herpetologists. Our guest is Dr. Sinlan Pu, who's the curator of research at the Memphis Zoo and one of the co-organizers of the Global Women in Herpetology Project. You may remember her from a previous interview that we had in that episode, but we also recorded an extra little mini podcast to talk about a forthcoming book that I'd just seen for the first time when we chatted about about it. That book is now available, so I've included a link in the show notes as well as some additional information. But for now, let's go to the interview. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. It's good to talk to you. Okay, great. So let's talk a little bit about this book, um, which looking at the cover is Women in Herpetology. Yeah, so the Women in Herpetology book is really uh, uh, um, a project that started with me, um, uh, Dr. Umi Leila Arifin, and Dr. Izui Kavieres Solis. Um, I'm from Taiwan, Umi is from Indonesia, and Izui is from Mexico. Um, so it started because the three of us were talking and realized that we didn't necessarily have uh, um, people in our profession that are more senior that we looked up to that looked like us, that reflect our culture, our gender, um, and our background. Right. And I've heard, you know, often that it, it can be a fairly lonely experience, you know, to, to come into those, you know, academic spheres and um, not see yourself among necessarily those who might be your mentors. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we thought about uh, what we would have liked uh, um, to see and came up with this idea of gathering authors from around the world, um, one author per country uh, or region. So we have 50 authors, which represents about a quarter of the countries in the world. Um, and we wanted each uh, 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 author to you know, write a short personal narrative of how their cultural background, their upbringing, their education intersects with their gender and their profession as a herpetologist. Um, and uh, um, and we kind of tried to find authors of you know at different career stages in different professions. So anything from grad student to somebody who is retired, um, people working for NGOs, for government and academia, and so on. Oh, that's that's really exciting. So what are some of the countries that are represented in here? Um, Let's see. Well, I really should have brought an Excel sheet that, that <laughs> list. So we have authors from all six continents. Um, we have, you know, let's see, in North America, so we have, you know, U.S., Canada, Mexico, Guatemala. We have in South America, we have Brazil, we have Argentina, um, we have Ecuador, um, and we have a number of countries from Eastern and Western Europe. Um, we have authors from Iran, Morocco, Ghana, Uganda, Madagascar. We have authors from, you know, India, Pakistan, authors from Southeast Asia, which is where I did my PhD and where uh, Umi is from, um, and um, authors from you know Fiji and Papua New Guinea. So really all over. Wow, that is that is an expansive list. I'm I'm led to question you. Know, how did you find all of these authors? That does not sound like an easy task <laughs> at, at all. It was not uh, right. easy task. And you know the three of us coming from different regions, we had you know friends, and you kind of find your people, so to sure. speak. So. So we probably knew um, just through personal connection, maybe we knew, I would say, 10, 20 authors. Sure. Um, the rest were, you know, from recommendations, from, you know, searching. I did, you know, spend down some rabbit hole on Facebook to try to find people or even looking at old papers uh, um, from the region and trying to, you know, Google the authors and, you know, 
cold email people to see if they would be interested. <laughs> that sounds like an, an, an enormous undertaking. Yeah, it, it, it was. I mean, finding the authors um, was probably a solid six months. And, and um, to make it more challenging, we wanted people to see the authors, right? To see different skin colors, to see um, what people look like. So we took it one step further, about a year and a half into the project, we decided that we wanted artists from across all six continents, from each region, to illustrate the authors and animals of that region so that we can see the color palette uh, of, of the artwork. Um, and that, you know, we emailed over 100 artists to ask them whether they would, you know, donate their time pro bono for this project um, and ended up luckily getting 17 artists uh, um, to do these illustrations. Yeah, that's so cool. And I've, I've only um, been able to peruse the book very briefly, but the artwork in there is incredible. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not an artist, I'm a scientist. I keep looking at the art and thinking, well, this is amazing. And then somebody had to remind me that this is somebody's job. They are professional right. artists. And yes, they are amazing at their <laughs> job. But to me, you know, to see a lot of the artists read the stories and compiled, you know, um, was in, were inspired and compiled the, these illustrations from different, you know, ins things that, that in the story that inspired them. So it's really, uh, um, yeah, it's really fascinating to see how that worked out. Do you have an entry in the book? I do. Um, all three of uh, uh, the the editors have an entry from you know our respective regions. So I have uh, um, a chapter on um, myself uh, as somebody from Taiwan. Okay, and, and not to put you terribly on the spot, but to do so, um, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about your story? Because I'm interested in getting sort of an illustrative example of, of you know, sure. Kind of so uh, uh, um, I would say each each author's story is different. Some are just one event, uh, um, and some you know talk about their entire career. Uh, um, I. You know, my story, I think, kind of does a bit of both. It, it, I, I'm somebody who f somewhat fell into herpetology. It's not something that I, you know, was particularly interested in when I was a kid. Sure. Uh, um, and, and so it's more of a reflective of, of kind of the happenstance of one's career sometimes. So you, uh, um, you know, one thing leads to another. Somebody offered me... Uh, um, a job volunteering in an underground lab to clean some frog tanks, and that sounded cool. Really? Um, and that, you know, that to undergrad project, that to one thing, another, and and um, that to the last, you know, 20 years working uh, um, with herps in different regions. Uh, so and so that's kind of what I, I think back on uh, um, a lot. No, I love that happenstance theme. I mean, I, I think that if I were to pull out one common theme, mm -hmm. Um, from everyone I've interviewed, it's that you know the the course of their career has largely been driven by serendipity and and mm. you know just following opportunities as they appear. Yeah, and I think that the you know especially younger as, as an undergrad, um, when you look up at your mentors and you look at their career, it seems like everything's so well planned, right? right? That everything uh, uh, um, is so strategic, and 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 they seem to have known how to shape their career. Uh, and it was very intimidating. And, uh, uh, and I think it's, you know, nice to have somebody else, you know, read this and think, oh, well, you know, they didn't necessarily have this planned. Uh, um, this is just kind of what happened. And it's okay if you don't know what your life's work is going to be when you're seven, right? You can you can figure it out a little bit later. Yeah, I was I was interviewing someone in, in um, he said that the only, the only person who's ever really done that is, is, um, Ed Wilson and everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else has been taking a sort of circuitous path. Um, oh, and I can give credit. I think it was Osvaldo Sala who said that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fascinating how that um, can develop, and it's I think 
all students owe a debt of gratitude to people like you um, who are open about the fact that it's not always a straight <laughs> planned path from, you know, one point yeah. to the other. Yeah. Um, so let's just chatting a little bit more about the, mm. the production of the book. Mm. Um, you mentioned a year and a half. Mm. Is How long ago did this project start? So this project has been three years uh, in the making from okay. the first idea um, and the first emails out to the authors uh, um, in different region to, you know, hopefully having this book out in the summer of 2023. No, oh, that's great. So yeah. in the summer of 2023 is coming up. Well, yeah. it's summer right now. It's 95 degrees in Norfolk where we're chatting today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we were, you know, we're aiming for this summer uh, because the goal of this entire book and how the, you know, the reason that everybody was passionate and contributing their time to it is that all of the proceeds all of the profits of the book will go towards funding a student scholarship uh, for um, women who are in underrepresented regions uh, students in particular to attend herb conferences so that they can build their own path and you know uh, have a profession uh, um, in herpetology yeah and that's i mean that sounds really exciting too because you know the the value of attending a meeting you know mm. such as the one we're at mm. right now mm. um is incredible i mean there's it's it's beyond networking it's it's you know kind of building the relationships that will serve you for the rest of your career yeah and it really is you know a barrier if you don't have the resources means or if you're uh, um not the target demographic that's you know represented in, in some of these conferences right Right. And so, you know, um, so with the proceeds of the book, there'll be, um, you, you mentioned, f uh, funding attendance? It will f uh, fund, yeah. So it will fund a student scholarship for students to attend. Oh, that's so uh, cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I guess I, I, I now need to ask, where can people find this book? The book, you can find the book on lulu.com um, okay. when it comes out, which will hopefully be uh, um, sometime this August. Okay, great. So we're going to look forward to, mm. um, you know, seeing the book come out in August and, you mm. um, and if you need, uh, if people are interested in learning more, uh, um, you can find out more about the project at womeninherpetology.com. Okay, that's fantastic. And I'll include a link in the show notes when we publish this so that uh, people can find that easily as well. All right. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Hmm. And that concludes this episode of Bioscience Talks. Just a reminder, the journal Bioscience is published by Oxford University Press on behalf of the American Institute of Biological Sciences and is made possible by the support of our members and donors. Thank you, and talk to you next time.